You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Well, this morning we're going we're gonna to speak about what um, I entitled The Process of Faith. Amen? The Process of Faith. So <clears throat> it's something that Pastor Eric touched on last week, but I just felt I'd like to go a little bit deeper, just press into it a little bit, because I really believe it's important. It's got practical application for anyone. I mean, whether you've been saved for, for a week, 30 minutes, or you've been saved for 25 years, you know, I believe it's how we access things through faith, and it's how we can access anything. So um, he just mentioned it briefly um, last week in his, um, when we were speaking about faith for better things. He just mentioned it briefly and then just moved on from there. So I want to just press into it a little bit. Amen. Um, because as I say, I believe it's, I believe it's very, very important. And um, like Pastor Eric was saying last week, I think we've now, that's concluded Hebrews chapter 11, or our focus on faith, maybe anyway for the moment. So... Maybe we can just then go away with this. So let's, but let's start with James chapter 1 from verse 2. This was something, um, can you put in the amplified, uh, amplified version, please? So if, if, if any of you were at, the, were at the conference, the Alex conference, you remember we had... Um, I think it's past Apostle David and his wife. We had the, the, the visiting pastors from the U.S. They were there as well at, at the Every Nation Alex conference a couple of weeks ago. And this is a scripture that he shared at one point during his preaching. And I think it's quite, quite relevant to today. So we're going to touch on it briefly just before we move. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so James chapter 1 verse 2. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. So consider it wholly joyful, completely joyful. Let every, every time you go through something, any trial, any challenge, consider it joyful. Let, look at it from the point of view, every aspect of it, let that inspire you with joy. Why? Because it's about to do something. It's supposed to accomplish something inside you. It's supposed to bring, bring to pass something inside. It's supposed to do something. So you should be joyful not necessarily for maybe if you're going through a hard time, but for what's going to come. Amen. So verse 3 says the following. <clears throat> be assured, the night explains, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith, the trial and proving of your faith bring about endurance and steadfastness and patience. So that's what the proving of your faith. So when your faith is tested, when your faith is tried, this is what it brings about. It brings about endurance, the ability to, you know, whatever you face in future, you can stand for longer, you can continue for longer. Things won't crush you as easily as they did before. It brings about steadfastness, your ability to stand, and also patience. Um, patience is also the ability to continue going. It's not just, you know, if someone annoys you, then you don't get upset with them. But patience, patience can also be translated patient endurance. So I guess it's emphasizing all three of those things for a reason. So that's what, that's what it accomplishes. Um, endurance, steadfastness, and patience. And what Apostle David was saying, he was saying that when you, when you go through a trial or a challenge, the reality is it's not actually you that's under attack. It's actually your faith. 
That's what the enemy wants to steal. He wants to, he wants to crush your faith. He wants to destroy your faith. He wants to discourage you in the area of faith. Because if your faith is finished, you're finished. That's the truth. So you're saying it's not like he's going after your family or anything. No, no, he's going after your faith. Because if your faith fails, I mean, that's the whole, you know, these, these, three, these, three, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. So faith is one of the main three core things about our Christian walk. And once discouragement is in, faith is gone. Well, there's nothing else left to stand on. So that's what the enemy is after. So it's always, about your, it's always about your faith. So that's why we have, to, no matter what we go through, you know, make sure you keep standing. Your faith is still, I guess, intact. Amen. Verse 4. <coughs> So it says, but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work <coughs> so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience, the three that were developed earlier, have full play let them run their course. What, however, the, let the whole process, you know, see the whole process through. And let them do a thorough work. Let them work in you what is, what is necessary. So that you may be people perfectly and fully developed. That's what happens. We end up being fully and perfectly developed with no defects. As we go through challenges, you know, it just it tweaks, it aligns, it brings apart, it, 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 um, it sharpens, it molds us. But here was, here was the point that was quite, was quite exciting. Lacking nothing. So you become perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. So in other words, what he mentioned on the, on the Saturday evening when he was preaching is your faith can access anything. Anything, 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 anything. Whatever you, what, not even whatever you need or what, whatever you desire, it's more than that. It's your faith that can take hold of anything. Anything that is possible within this life, within this sphere, this side of eternity, you can take hold of that by faith. So that's why it's so important to understand the process of faith. Amen. So there's any, anything you need, anything, so that you will lack nothing, which means faith can take hold of all things. Faith can take hold of anything. Amen. That's why it's so critical to always keep standing, no matter what we are facing. Amen. Okay. So <clears throat> that, that said, just on the basis of, so your faith is critical because your faith can take hold of anything. So it's important for your faith to always stay intact and then to know, okay, if there's something I want to trust God for, if there's something I want to take hold of, you know, I'm not seeing it in my life now, whatever it might be, how do I take hold of that? What's the process I go through? Or what, or what is a process I can go through to take hold of something which God has promised me and which I don't yet have in my life. I haven't yet seen manifested. Amen. Okay. So on that note, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, um, verse 13. <coughs> and can you put it in the, in the King James Version, please? <coughs> so this is how it reads. So now, there's obviously, if you read back, I mean, we've gone through Hebrews chapter 11 for <laughs> the last quite a few months. So you can read back and see it's talking about Abraham and um, Sarah. And then obviously it talks about more heroes of faith as we go on. But now, <coughs> verse 13 says in the King James Version, These all died in faith, not having received the promise, the promises, 
but having seen them afar off. So this is where our process starts. But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Amen. There you see the the four-step process of faith very clearly. So first it starts off with, so what happened first? They saw the promises fall. So it starts off with seeing. And then after, afterwards, it moves to being, from seeing you move to being persuaded. So you start off by seeing something. You see something. And then after seeing, you become persuaded of it or assured of it. You know, there's a sort of a confidence which starts to settle. Then after being persuaded of whatever that thing is, you then, you then start to embrace it. You take hold of it and you start to run with it. You, you embrace it. You, yeah, you, 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 you bring it close. You start to realize. Okay, let me move on. You embrace it, and then you confess, you declare that it, whatever God has spoken to you, whatever He's shown you, that is true, that is accurate, this is mine, this belongs to me. So you see, you're persuaded, you're embraced, and then what you do is from there you move on to confession. So this, <clears throat> there's anything you want, anything you desire you know, through faith, this is the pro- it's a very simple process. But I guess the, the reality is it takes a bit of effort. It takes some time. You know, it's not something that happens just like this. Or depending on where your faith level is, if it's something that you're trying to access and your faith level's there already, well, then you can access it immediately. You know, there's some things that you're already comfortable asking God for, and you know, you don't have to really stretch, and He's done it for you before, so if you, when you're in a similar situation, you'll ask Him, He'll come through for you. That's not, a, that's not an issue. Here, we're talking about something maybe which you haven't accessed before. You're like, God... I, I know you've promised me this. I haven't seen this in my life, but I want, I want to see this. I'm believing you for this. Amen. And you start moving through this process. So by the time you get to the end of it, you're embracing it and confessing it, then that belongs to you. Amen. Because how do we access things? We take hold of them by faith. Pastor Sam even mentioned the faith-to-faith conference when we were here last year. He was talking about the actual the substance of, of what we trust in God for. That substance, faith bring, makes that substance a reality. So whatever that thing is you trust in for, faith makes it a reality. It becomes, a, Hebrews 11 verse 1, it becomes a reality through faith. Faith brings it from the realm of, I guess the realm of, uh, the realm of the spirit or the realm of outside of the natural and brings it into the natural. That's what faith does. That's why faith is so powerful. But let's, <coughs> let's look at verse 1. I mean, not verse 1, the first point. <coughs> so it says, having, having, no. <coughs> These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. So first of all, it starts off with seeing. They saw the promises afar off. Now this... <clears throat> is the most important one for me. I believe this is probably the most important one. So you need to, you need to see the promise, first of all. You need, to, you need to be able to see it. You need to be able to open your eyes, see it spiritually. So in other words, <clears throat> you're trusting God for whatever it is, for healing, for provision, for a breakthrough in your family, for, um, I don't know, something in your work environment, for things to change, for whatever it might be. You have to actually see it first. Spiritually, you fir- that's the first step. The, now, <clears throat> I believe this is the most critical, and I believe this is the most important step. And it's sometimes the step which can even take the longest. But it's the most, because you can't, you can't be persuaded of something that you haven't, you haven't seen. Um, you know, what does is, what is Pastor Eric always say? You can't go further than where your mind has already gone. 
In other words, you can't go, if your mind hasn't gone there, wherever your mind has gone, that's how far you can go. But if your mind hasn't gone there, you won't be able to get there. If you can't imagine it, you know, if you can't see it mentally, whether it's of God or not, whether you can't, you, there's no way you can get there. I mean, what are you going to do? How are you going to chart your course? You know, how are you going to have the courage to be able to even get up and do it? You can't. You've got to see it first and be convinced that you have the ability to be able to go there and do that before you start on your journey. So I believe seeing, seeing, the, seeing the promise, seeing what God is saying to us is so critical this is sometimes where the stretching comes in. This is sometimes where you have to push a little bit in order to get to this point where you see. Pushing past your, your mind, your, what, your, what your mind tells you, because maybe it's something you've trusted God before, it hasn't come through. But what you know, your emotions, what everything else is saying is pressing past that to the point of seeing. So the seeing is the, is the absolute, it can take the longest, but as I say, once that's in place, without seeing, nothing else can then take place. This is the critical part. Amen. So it's, but obviously it's, it's seeing from a spiritual point of view. So it's seeing with your spiritual eyes. It's seeing, okay, what would this look like? How does this, w- once I've taken hold of this or having this thing in my life, what does it look like? What does this healing look like in my life? What does it look like me being healed? Amen. So whatever, whatever healing or provision or um, promotion, what does this new job look like? This new provision, p- position in my work environment, wh- what does it look like? So in other words, you picture yourself being in that. And you're saying, what does that look? You have to have, you get what I'm saying? You have to have a picture of where you're going. You have to. So what does, it look, what does that look like for me in my context, in my life? If I place myself, and that picture you've got to solidify. Amen? It's got to be solidified in your head. Now, <clears throat> that's, as I say, where some of the, a little bit of work comes in. But whatever you've got to do to get, to, to get yourself to that point, you need to do it. So whether it's declaring the word, whether it's spending time in the word, meditating on the word, taking that scripture, whatever that scripture is, and meditating on it, and meditating on it, and meditating on it, until it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and more established, and more entrenched, and you're more comfortable with it, and you're actually starting to believe that, you know what, it's actually possible for this thing to come to pass, you know, and maybe I can actually experience this thing, maybe I actually can, you might still be reaching a little bit, maybe it still seems a bit far off, but things have started to change in your heart, amen, and that's where, so that's where you start, so when you take up the script, you know, we all believe generally, you know, that the, that the Bible is, that everything written in the Bible belongs to you, but now when it comes down to a specific scripture for your situation, it's sometimes a little bit more difficult, it, you know, the whole Bible, it's the word of God, I believe everything, I mean, that's easy, but now it's like you're faced with something, and then you need to get somewhere, that's a bit more challenging, so it's taking that scripture, and in the beginning, you might be a little bit, you know, sort of a little bit shaky, but it's as you continue to press into it, as you continue to meditate, fill your mind, focus, prioritize that, that's when things start, to, your mind starts to change, your mind stays said starts to change and you start to see yourself you start to see yourself in that scripture what does that look like for me what does that look like for my family amen you have to now you have to press to that point amen you have to press to that point that's how you take hold of it if you don't you can't get any further Amen. You won't progress any further than that. This is the first point and the most critical one is seeing whatever you have to do to see whatever it takes Whatever effort you've got to put in, put it on your mirror, your car, whatever, you've got to do that in order to then move forward from there. Amen. So 
if we move, if we go from here, so the next point is, so the first one is you need, you need to see it. You need to be, you need to be able to see it in your mind's eye. See your, see yourself healed. See yourself um, provided for. See yourself promoted. You need to start to see that. Even if it seems like it says in the scripture, even if it seems a bit far off, it's fine. As long as you're busy seeing it. And the next point you move to is now you're persuaded. So from seeing you move on to, I guess, persuasion, the, the, the New King James Version says assurance. So you now, the more you, the more you see it, the more you press into it, the more you continue to meditate and declare and stand and, and, and drown out every other voice and focus on what it is that you that you've seen, what it is at the start of it, the more you, f- you press into it, now you start to become persuaded. Persuaded means, oh, seeing is just you're seeing it. You're seeing yourself in that situation. Persuaded is kind of, okay, this is mine. This is, the, you know, you're starting to step into the, into the realm of, okay, this thing is done. It's just, what the scripture says is mine. It does belong to me. You're actually starting, there's a confidence which is starting to rise up. A confidence which is starting to develop. A confidence which is starting to settle. You know, in the beginning, you might have just picked up the scripture and thought, okay, I'm here, the scripture's there, you know, we are far. So then you start, you start being able to, okay, I can start to see this. And then from there, you start to be persuaded, okay, this does belong to me. This is mine. I can see myself walking in that. So the next step is persuasion. And you need to press to that point. So as, as you continue to go with seeing, then you start to become persuaded. It starts to settle in your heart. You start to become c- completely confident. This is mine. This belongs to me. I own this. I am going to see this. This will change in my family. This will change in my life. Whatever this is that I'm trusting God to step into, I will, start to, I will step into it. You start seeing yourself and becoming in, on the inside. Everything that was there that said, no, it's not yours, it won't belong, that starts to change. And you start to become fully persuaded, this is mine, this belongs to me. I'm going to continue along this road because I'm busy taking hold of this. Amen. And the next one, <coughs> where have we got? Embrace. <coughs> so, having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them. So what happens is from persuasion or being persuaded, you then need to move to being you embracing it. You start, you know, when you embrace something, I guess, well, let me, when you embrace someone, you give them a hug. So if you're embracing something, it's quite close. Amen. It's in your proximity. It's not there anymore. You're just saying, no, no, no. It's now in your space. So <clears throat> the word embrace means to accept or take hold of. So now you're fully persuaded. Now you've started to also accept it, take hold of it. There are even some steps you've started to take. Amen. There's, there's, some, there's some adjustments you've started to make. There's some things you've started to do to line up, not only with that word, but what that word looks like in your context or what it means for you practically. There's some steps you've started to take. So accept and take hold. Of, that's what the word embrace means. So once you start to embrace it, it starts to become that word in you, you start to not be able to see the, if someone looks from the outside or even yourself, it starts to be difficult to see where that word starts, where, where you start and, and the word ends or where that word starts and you end. You're becoming so, so close. It's almost like you're becoming one. Amen? It's like that, that, that word becomes so much, so more and more and more entrenched inside you. Where that word ends and you start, it starts to become difficult to see. 
because now your life is lining up. Your speech is starting to line up. Your thinking is starting to line up. Your actions are starting to line up. Your attitude is starting to line up. How people, how, when people talk to you and engage with you, in, especially concerning that area, they start to see the word come forth. The, the attitude and the principles of that scripture, they start to see that coming out. They're not seeing the old you. Amen? They're not seeing the you with that situation that they used to know or that they've always got to know. They're starting to see this new truth start to come. It's starting to emerge, in other words. Amen? It's starting starting to manifest on the outside. It's starting to seep out in every area. So if people are looking from afar, they should start to see it. Amen. That's what embracing is. So you, you, you continue to press. You continue to focus. You continue to meditate. You continue to push in you, what, you, what you've seen and what you've become persuaded of. You continue to press into that until it starts to become, you and it start to become one. Amen? You start, as I say, you can't tell where you end and the scripture starts. It's not, it's not like, oh, I'm seeing it. You know, it's, it's still a bit far off. No, no, no. It's now, it's almost like you and the scripture start to become one. And that's when, that's when things start to break out. That's when things start. Because, I mean, we need, to, we need to be living the scriptures in general, but we need to be living that particular scripture in order to see it come to pass. If you think about yourself where you are now, there's certain things which you, which you believe and which you've believed for some time, but there was maybe a time when you didn't believe those. But now that thing is just, it, it, it's just, it's who you are. Amen. It's just it, for you to you know, for you to believe that you know God will take away whatever it is you know a headache or you know that he or he's done so much in your family for you to now believe that God enters into families and changes things around is not a big thing for you you know it's just it's part of that's just how normal life is it's natural that that's just what reality is and the same is true and this is the exact same principle is true embracing it the thing starts to need to be needs to start to become one with you so it just it becomes your thinking and your default setting amen that's who you are so we need to move to embracing but i I really believe that the key to all of this is being able to see it once you see it the rest of the process and then it just it sort of it sort of it almost just falls into place the seeing is sometimes a challenge. What you really need to press into, what you really need to concentrate and focus and prioritize and put in whatever time you need to until you can start to see it. Once you see it, everything else will fall into place. Amen. And once you, as I say, once you start to embrace it, <coughs> you start to live that word. You start to be that word. It just, the, everyone looks at you in that particular area and all they see is the word. Amen. So, and the last one is obviously confession. <clears throat> so then what do you do? Once you've, once you've seen it, once you've persuaded, once you're persuaded of it, once you've embraced it, you then start to confess it. In other words, your speech lines up with that scripture. Amen. So there's no more I'm sick or I'm this or I'm that. No, no, no. You now start to speak and declare whatever that scripture means to you in your life. You're obviously declaring that, you know, it's done, it's established, this this particular, it's finished, it's completed. You're doing that, but your speech changes overall. So your speech lines up with that. So what you are saying is now different from what what you did a couple of weeks or a month ago, a little while ago. Amen. So your speech, that's the last point. Your speech has to change as well. Because think about it. Your, um, the Bible tells us, I think it's Matthew 12, it said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's, what's, it's what's, what's established on the inside that determines what comes out on the outside. 
that determines what you speak, what you say, and what you see, or what other people see when they look at you. So if you really believe it, then your speech will line up with it, isn't it? Okay, so let's look at, let's look at one example quickly. Um, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. So once you've moved to the realm of confession, you keep speaking it, you keep speaking it, you speak, keep speaking it. Amen. It's very important. So whether you've seen it or not, whether it's manifested or not in your life or in your context, it's irrelevant. That's not, that's not important. It's important for your words to keep backing up what you really believe. Because if you believe it, then you'll speak. Amen. You'll continue to say it. So it's very, very important. Whether it's manifested fully, whether you've seen it or not, you have to keep speaking. Because every time you speak, you drive that point home, you drive that home, you drive that home, you drive that home until something breaks and you see something change. Amen. So, <clears throat> so speaking is very important. The confession part is very important. Not to get discouraged there, but to, con- to keep confessing, to, con- to keep speaking, no matter, what, no matter what you see, no matter what happens. Okay, let's put it in the New King James. Thanks, Brighton. You're doing some... I'm giving you some gymnastics this morning. Okay. <clears throat> now, let's read from verse. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together together to battle and were gathered at Sukkah, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Sukkah and Azekah in Ephesus, Damim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistine named Goliath of Gath, from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of his coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze, and he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the, the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. And he stood, verse 8, and he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel, etc., etc. So that's, that's the context we're in. Very well-known story. We all know it very well. <coughs> but what I want to do is, if we look at David in this context, we can see an example of the process. Amen. We can see an example of the process having run its course, and we can see different aspects of, this, of, the, of the, the process of faith within the Scripture. So, in his engage, so when, when David engages with Goliath, we can see that every aspect of the process has already taken place. So that's why he was able to accomplish the victory over Goliath, which he did. Because he was fully, I mean, he'd never, think about it, he'd never taken on anyone of Goliath's stature at all. He hadn't. Not, nothing compared to Goliath. Yeah, a lion and a bear, but I don't think that certainly in height-wise, they didn't have weapons. You know, they just, so, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a different ball game. But you can see that he was fully convinced that he was able to do this. It wasn't something he was, you know, stirring himself. He was just, you know what, this guy, this guy's not serious, so he needs to, <coughs> he's defying the armies of the, living, of the living God, so he needs to be taken down. Amen. Okay, so the first point was you need to be able to see it. So whatever it is, whatever it is you trust in God for, whatever it is you want to step into, you need to be able to see it. So if we look at verse, if we look at verse 26, 
um, we'll see, it comes up in a couple of places, but 26 is one of them. When he spoke to, he's busy speaking, um, he spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So he saw it already. So whoever deals with this, what does it say? What should be done for the man who kills this Philistine? He'd already seen it. Amen? He saw it already. For him, it was an issue. He'd seen it, in his, he'd seen it already in his mind's eye. He was like, oh, no, no. I, can, I, I see this guy dead. He's finished. I can see him taken down. So that's why he could have that discussion. That's why he could even ask, listen, what would happen? But more importantly, if we, if we look at verse 46, this shows you that he really did see it. Verse 46, he's now speaking to Goliath. Goliath is, they're facing each other. Goliath is, has said some things to him and I think cursed him by his gods. Now verse 46 is what it says. <clears throat> this day, so from verse 45, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, <clears throat> the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Verse 46, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. None of this had happened yet. None of the, I mean, when you're in battle and you're going to kill someone, you don't, how do you, you don't necessarily know you're going to take off their head. Amen? But now, he didn't even have a sword. Goliath had, if you read on, you'll see, he didn't have the sword. Goliath had the sword. So he had to take out Goliath's sword and cut off his head using, you know, this, this big massive sword. He had to deal with it. So he hadn't, and then, he's, and then he said, I'm going to give the bodies, the bodies of the Philistines will be given to the birds of the air. He saw the whole thing play out. Do you get what I'm saying? He's seen the whole thing in his, in his head already. He knew how he was going to kill him, what he was going to do. He saw that the whole, you know, this, vict- this victory over Goliath was going to clear the whole Philistine army. The Israelites were going to come. There was going to be a huge victory or, you know, a huge massacre, you know, and then the birds of the air were going to come and feed after. He saw this before he took on Goliath. He's seen it happen already. He saw it take place. So before it manifested, before the manifestation of killing Goliath, he'd already seen it. He'd seen it with the eyes of his spirit. In the, in the, with the eyes of his heart, he'd seen it. And that's what faith is. Faith is seeing it before you get there. Before the natural manifests. Before you've had the victory which everyone else can see. You have to see it first. Think about it. That's how everyone operated. Abraham, Moses. I mean, all of them. They had to see it first before you can step into it. That's why seeing is so critical. It's the most, because that's where you start to become fully convinced. That's when it settles in your heart. That's when all the other voices and the, the, the lying voices and the noise is all silenced when you start to see it. And once you start to see it, you can then hold on to that. And then you start to move to persuasion. You move to embracing confession. And then obviously at some point there, the thing manifests. But this is just what I want you to see. Before he took on the Philistine, before he took on the he saw it. It was clear to him. He's like, okay, this is how it's going to work out. So for him to embrace it and now take it, take hold of it, it wasn't an issue. Why? Because he'd seen it already. 
But more importantly, David was operating by faith. Not just, you know, you can see things. Like, you know, we go through, we can see things or imagine things or hope for things. That's not necessarily faith. No, no, no. Faith is seeing it and being convinced that what you are seeing is true. Amen. That what you are seeing is the truth. It's from God. It will come to pass. So he was like, he saw this. It's going to happen. And then he continued from there. So David saw it, first of all, very clearly. That's why he was able to continue. So... If we read, if we read verse forty, um, it says he took. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in his shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. So he went and picked up the stones. Why? Because he was persuaded that this thing was going to work. <laughs> Amen. That this was going to happen. You don't go and start picking up stones <laughs> to take on a giant unless you are, you know, unless you've seen something. Amen. Unless you are persuaded that, listen, this thing can work. I guess God even gave him the strategy. He even spoke to him and said, look, at some point in his, in, you know, while his faith was developing or if his faith was there, God spoke to him and said, listen, this is how you're going to do it. So he'd seen it, and now he was started walking it out. So he was persuaded, I can take on this giant. This, this will happen. That's, as I say, why we can pick up stones. You don't take on, as I say, you don't take on stones, pick up stones and take on a giant unless you've seen, unless you are fully persuaded that this thing is going to come to pass. And now, if we look at, if we look at verse 48, we'll see how he, how he started to embrace it. Again, you see a very interesting action here because this is not something you do unless you are convinced as a person. Amen. Unless you are fully convinced and it's settled in your heart. As I said, embracing is when you start to walk it out. You start to take steps. You you start to adjust things. You start to to take a step here, make an adjustment. You start to align. How do I need to change? What do I need to do? This word, it's something starting to rise up inside me. So now what does that mean for my life practically on a day-to-day basis? Where do I make adjustments? So what do we see? So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David, (laughs) I I always smile when I read this that David hurried and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. David was, David was generally accepted. He was, he, was, he was quite short. And as I said, the Philistine was very big. He could have even been double his size. He could have even been double because the Philistine was about three meters tall. So he was huge. Goliath was huge. Now, I don't know, I don't know if this, this verse does anything for you, but what it does for me is you've got a three-meter-tall man standing over there with a spear, which is probably weighs as much as me. He's got bronze armor. I don't even know where you're going to start to kind of deal with this guy because everything, every stone I try and throw at him is going to, you know, even if I try and hit him with a sword, it's going to bounce off the serious armor and chain mail and whatever that he's got. So he's got an armor bearer in front of him carrying something for him. So it's even two against one. The armor bearer himself is probably my size. Amen. And now you've got, you know, then you've got, so even if I get through the armor bearer, I've now got the three meter tall mountain just behind him who's waiting, as he said, to eat me for breakfast. So you don't hurry towards that unless you have started to embrace something. Amen. Unless you are convinced, unless you've seen something. This is what faith is. But it starts with, he saw something. So that's why he's, he's like, God, this is mine. Today I'm winning. The battle is yours. 
Israel is going to be victorious today. That's why he ran towards the Philistine. There wasn't an inch of, there wasn't a, a trace of fear. He's, he was so convinced this thing was going to come to pass. He ran towards Goliath. He was like, you know what? You are, in fact, you have gone down already. I'm, all I'm going to do is just finish it off. You're already, you're already dead. All I'm going to do, I guess, is manifest in the natural. All I'm going to do is show everyone else what I know already. Amen. So he hurried towards the Philistine. This makes me smile. And then <clears throat> when you speak about confession, well, you can just, if you read through this chapter, everywhere where he engaged based on what he was going to do, that can be taken as confession. We was asking, listen, what's going to happen for the person you know, who's going to kill Goliath? When he told Saul, listen, I can take this guy on. And there's not a problem. I've killed lions and bears before. When he faced Goliath and he said to him, look, I don't know who you are, but you have defied the armies of the living God. So just for doing that, today you are done. You are finished. Your head, your head is cut off and you are dealt with. That's all confession. He's speaking, he's declaring what he's convinced in, in, on in his heart, what he believes to be truth. Amen. So <clears throat> what I'd like us to pray for this morning. So we've, we've looked at the process, as I said, very basic process. But I believe it's something we can use that faith can access anything. Whatever it is you trust in God for, you want to believe God for, I believe we can apply this process to take hold of it. Amen. But this is what I want us to pray. <clears throat> I want us to pray that God would open our eyes, that God would help us in the area of being able to see. Amen. He would just, he would move us to a whole new level of us being able to see. For me, that's the critical part. If you can get the seeing part, I believe you've got the victory. The rest of the stuff is done. So he would take us to a whole new level of being able to see. See scriptures. See by faith. See what God's embedded inside different areas. See what God's got planned for me. See what God said about me. He's got for me. Be able to start seeing it. And number two, or, and linked with that, Anything that would affect our sight. Amen. Anything that affects my and your ability to see, I want it to be removed today. So whether it's an attitude, whether it's a mindset, whether it's a bad situation, you know, something you went through in the past, whether it's something spiritual, whether it's almost like, I guess, you know, if you have, um, if it's some sort, of a, some sort of a defect or an area that hasn't been developed properly, whatever it is, if it's something that's been hanging on from somewhere, it's always, you know, every time you try and concentrate on the scripture, your mind just, you know, runs, runs every, you can't, you get what I'm saying? Whatever it is that's, that's affecting your ability to see, that in the past has almost stolen that ability to see, has stopped you being able to see as you should. So you're trying to press it and see something and then something has come and it's just, it's just crushed it or has affected it or it's limited your area. I want us to pray that God would remove that this morning. I want us to trust, let me say that it will be removed and we will move out of here with a whole new ability being, of being able to see. Amen. <clears throat> Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we bless you. <clears throat> we come before you this morning. We lift ourselves up to you. We lift our sight and we lift our ability to see in the name of Jesus. Father, every hindrance, Father God, every opposition, every limitation, every barrier, my God, every limitation in the area of sight, God, we uprooted this morning in the name of Jesus. Let it be removed. Let it be removed. Let it be removed in the name of Jesus. Every 
lack of ability in the area of sight. Let it be uprooted this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, help us to see. Help us to see everything, my God, that has affected our sight. We crush this morning in the name of Jesus. Anything that has affected our sight, we break this morning in the name of Jesus. Anything that has affected our sight, we uproot this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, Every limitation in the area of sight, let it be removed. Father, we declare this morning in the name of Jesus. Every limitation in the area of sight, we declare removed in the name of Jesus. Every limitation in the area of sight, we declare removed. Every limitation in the area of sight, we declare removed. Every limitation in the area of sight, we declare removed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every limitation in the area of sight, we declare removed. Father, stretch out your hand over this area. Wipe away every contrary thing. My God, let every contrary thing be wiped away. Let there be a healing established in this area let your will lord god my god your strength your ability father god every country thing god let it be uprooted let it be broken off in the name of jesus father so that we can see clearly from today <coughs> father <coughs> from today that we would be able to see clearly father that we would be able to embrace the process of faith embrace faith in a way that we've never done in a way that you've ordained but we've never been able to do it before my god may we be help us to may we be able to do that from today in the name of jesus because our sight is changed every limitation every barrier that has been in the area of our sight my god it has been removed in the name of jesus so we will be able to see faith we will be able to see things of faith we will be able to see scriptures we will be able to see promises even words from you prophecies things you've spoken things you've declared to us any word from you my god we will see it differently from today we will engage it differently from today we will embrace it differently from today we will get better results higher results lord god more powerful results we will get the right results from today in the name of jesus because every limitation is removed father god because every shortfalling we've had in this area lord god has been uprooted and removed and we are able to take hold fully lord god of what you've ordained, how you've ordained, the process you want us to go through, Lord God, and what you've purposed. Father, we thank you for a turnaround in this area. We thank you, my God. We thank you. We thank you for the ability to see. What an incredible gift. What a grace. What a blessing that is, my God. Thank you for the ability to see. Thank you for the ability to see. And every limitation removed. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> I want us to pray. That God, now that we've, now that we've dealt with this, um, I want us to pray that God would start to, that God would speak to us about what the areas are for us as individuals He wants us to focus on. So we're talking about faith, areas He wants us to press into, to trust Him for different things in our lives. What are those areas? So there might be things He's spoken to you already. I'm, I'm in fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I know there are. So then maybe you can start to press into those now with a greater ability, with a, new, with a new sort of like stirring or inspiration to be able to, okay, go and take hold of them, things that he's spoken to you before. And even new things, which he hasn't spoke, which we haven't thought about or he hasn't spoken to you before, he will start to speak to you and say, listen, 
deal with this area, sort out this area. This is what I want. This is what I've promised for you. This is what I've planned for you. So let's trust that, let's trust that God will speak concerning the areas that we need to apply our faith in. And even things he's spoken to us already, where maybe in the past, you know, it hasn't worked out as we planned. Now with, you know, I, I believe our ability and vision has been, has been upgraded. I, I really believe we'll get better results. So let's commit this to God and really trust that as we go out today, not only will we be able to engage on a high level, but things which we haven't been able to, to crack or get hold of in the past, and even things that we need within our context, those we'll start to take hold of. So basically, we will start to take hold of things today on a higher level. Our lives will be different. Amen. <clears throat> Father, we bless you. We magnify even as we go out today. Father, I pray you would speak to us. Make your word clear. What have you got planned for each one of us? What is your word for each one? of Those words which have died. Those words which have gone into captivity. Those words, Father God, which have gone into hibernation. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. In the name of Jesus. Revive them again. In the name of Jesus. Every word which has died in our lives. Every word which we've allowed to die, Father. Father God, we've allowed Father God to go into the background. My God, bring it forth, bring it forth, bring it forth in the name of Jesus. Revitalize it today, revive it today, revive it today, revive it today, revitalize it in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Every word we've walked away from, every word we've got disappointed on, every word we've turned our back on, my God and my King, revive it today, revive it today, revive it today in the name of Jesus. Father God, open our eyes, open our eyes, open our eyes, open our eyes, Lord God. Help us to see the things that we are supposed to focus on, the things that we are supposed to prioritize right now. What scriptures, what words, Father God, what situations, what challenges are we supposed to apply our faith to right now in our context, in our lives, in our families? God, speak to us about what you want us to prioritize, about what you want us to focus on. My God and my King. Speak to us, speak to us, speak to us. God, make your word clear. Father God, we thank you that as we go out here, thank you for your empowerment. Thank you for lifting us, my God, to a whole new level. Thank you for increased ability, increased grace in this area. Father, thank you for better results in the name of Jesus. As we go out of here, Father God, we will attain better results. As we go out of here, we will attain higher results in the name of Jesus. As we go out of here, our lives will be different in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> our lives will be different. Our lives will be different. My God and my King. Father, we thank you. Believe that you've done something in our midst this morning. In our hearts. Believe as we go through, as we go out from here, Lord God, our transformed ability or increased ability, Lord God, will yield better results for every person here. Better results, Father. Every single person will, will, will experience better results. So we thank you for better results, Father God, going forward. Better results in our lives today, Lord God. Even, even testimonies, higher testimonies, more, more powerful testimonies than we've experienced before, Lord God. More incredible testimonies, Lord. Because we're able to em embrace faith, embrace your word, Father God, embrace your truth on a higher level and therefore you'll yield greater results. So Lord God, I thank you for a transformation in every life here, Father God, for a higher operation in every life here, for testimonies, Lord God, 
from every life, your higher testimonies, greater testimonies, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you are faithful and you are good. Thank you for a, for a great day. Father, we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come to the end of our service. Um, this ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.